This is AutoLine Daily, the show dedicated to enthusiasts of the global automotive industry. Yesterday, Elon Musk and his top executives at Tesla presented their most detailed look inside the company, how it works, and what it plans to do in the future. But investors were not impressed. The stock fell 8% in after-hours trading. Even so, we felt the presentation was a goldmine of information. Too much to list here. But here were some of the highlights for us. Musk presented a compelling way for the human race to achieve 100% sustainable energy in 20 years. It would cost $10 trillion. But that's less than the $14 trillion that were spent on fossil fuels over the last 20 years. Tesla's next-gen platform will have the assembly cost of today's platform. Tesla is developing a radically different way of assembling cars. Future assembly plants will be 40% smaller, probably starting with its new plant in Mexico. The next drive unit will cost $1,000 and will have a permanent magnet motor that doesn't use any rare earth minerals. By data mining customer information, Tesla found that people rarely use the sunroof, so they deleted it from all models. Charging stations are now made as modular units that can be dropped into place with a crane, lifting them off a truck. And that lowers installation costs by 20 to 70%, depending on the location. Tesla is still shooting to make 20 million vehicles a year, which will require up to a $175 billion investment. But Tesla will be able to handle that from its own cash flow. Musk says Tesla will need about 10 models to hit that 20 million goal. And right now, Tesla has five models, the S, the X, the 3, the Y, and the Semi. And we know of two more that are on the way, the Cybertruck and the new Roadster. So that makes seven. But what do you think will be the other three models that Tesla is thinking about coming out with? S&P Global came out with its study of owner loyalty this week. It looks at which car company has the highest loyalty, as well as which brands, which models, which segments, and which powertrains. It even breaks it down demographically. GM, Hyundai, and Ford are the manufacturers with the highest loyalty, and in that order. But Tesla dominates in just about every other category. And that's going to be the topic on today's AutoLine After Hours. How does Tesla get such high loyalty ratings? We've got Vince Palomares from S&P coming on the show and Jeff Gilbert from WWJ News Radio 950. So join John and Gary when the show goes live at 3 p.m. Eastern Time. At Schaeffler, we pioneer motion. Electrifying mobility, manufacturing smarter, reducing CO2 emissions, making energy production clean. Scheffler pioneers motion to advance how the world moves. Automakers dream of making billions by selling subscription services to their customers. But that dream could turn into a nightmare 
because consumers hate the idea. According to a survey from Autolist.com, 69% of the people they surveyed said they wouldn't subscribe to those types of services. They'd rather pay up front for them, though 7% said they would subscribe. And interestingly, the higher the income, the less likely people are to pay for a subscription. Age matters too. Gen Z shoppers are more willing to pay for a subscription. Older buyers tend to say, no way. And the type of feature also matters. In-vehicle entertainment is rather appealing. But most people have no interest in paying for things like heated seats, a heated steering wheel, or even a performance upgrade. As we reported yesterday, Germany, Italy, and Poland are pushing back against an ICE ban by 2035. And that could be music to the ears of those that want to preserve ICE engines. Renault and Geely agreed to form a new joint venture to make ICE powertrains, and oil giant Saudi Aramco just joined the club. Aramco said it will take a minority stake in the new company, and its investment will be used to develop synthetic fuels and next-gen hybrid technology with the goal of lowering emissions. The new company will have an annual production capacity of more than 5 million internal combustion, hybrid, and plug-in hybrid engines and transmissions per year. That scale should keep costs down. And the way this whole thing came together is pretty interesting. First, Volvo spun off its ICE operations, which were purchased by Geely and renamed Bay. Renault then split itself in two, an EV side called Ampere and an ICE side called Horse. Now Geely and Renault are merging RO Bay and Horse together and bringing Aramco into the mix, but they don't have a name for it yet. And here's something that should help with building more batteries for EVs in the US. The American Battery Technology Company, a battery materials company, announced it has discovered the largest known lithium deposit in the U.S. at a site it owns in Nevada. It found an estimated 15.8 million tons of lithium carbonate equivalent. There's concern that there isn't enough raw materials needed for building EVs and batteries, but now we have more people searching for the materials. We want to know what drives your testing, OTA, connected car, diagnostics, remote testing, Intrepid Control Systems is here to help you work from anywhere. Intrepid Control Systems, driven by your data. You're told to never say never, but that's exactly what F1 CEO is doing. Stefano Domenicali says the racing series, quote, will never go electric. Maybe he feels that's already being covered by Formula E, but as you probably know, F1 has been using hybrid technology for the last 10 years, and the amount of electrification is only going to grow. In 2026, it will start using updated hybrid units that are estimated to have nearly triple the power of the current system. The cars will get roughly 550 horsepower from their ICE power plants, and 450 horsepower from the electric motors. And F1 said 
the ICE engines will also run on synthetic fuel by 2026 as a way to further reduce emissions. Speaking of racing series, switching to new updated hybrid powertrains, IndyCar will be doing just that next year. And Honda is teasing the setup in an 800 horsepower beast of a CRV. But don't be fooled, the only thing CRV about it is a mild resemblance to the mild-mannered crossover. This is a completely custom tube chassis fitted with a 2.2-liter twin-turbo V6 that's mated to a hybrid unit and a six-speed transmission. It will make its debut at IndyCar's first race of the season, this weekend's Firestone Grand Prix of St. Petersburg in Florida. Every year, the U.S. EPA hands out its Energy Star certificates for the most energy-efficient manufacturing plants. It's given to companies from 20 manufacturing sectors, and a number of car plants made the list. All told, 86 plants earned the agency's award, including seven from Honda and two each from General Motors and Nissan. The certificate is given to plants that are in the top 25% of energy efficiency in their sector. The EPA says the 86 plants saved over 105 trillion BTUs, or British thermal units of energy, and prevented more than 6 million metric tons of carbon dioxide emissions from going up into the atmosphere. And on that note, we end today's show. Thanks for joining us. Auto Line Daily is brought to you by Bridgestone, solutions for your journey. Intrepid Control Systems, over-the-air engineering, boost your game. And by Scheffler, we pioneer motion.